Hello and welcome to the Coach Mark in Manila podcast. I am Coach Mark in Manila and I am from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. So today I'd like to discuss with you about the challenges facing anybody who speaks Chinese as your main native language. Now let's just look at where Chinese is spoken. Clearly it's widely spoken. Um, but we find it most officially in Hong Kong and of course in China itself um, and of course over in Taiwan as well. So let's talk about the challenges that you might have if you were speaking um, Chinese as your native language, but then trying to speak English. Now, before I get into that, let me just discuss very briefly. Um, despite having only 90% of the population, um, Cantonese remains the language of choice for many people in Hong Kong. Okay? Um, Mandarin is spoken by about 48% of the Hong Kong population and compared to 40% of people who speak English. So previously, um, English was the second most commonly spoken language, but clearly things have kind of taken over in the last few years or so. Um, and Cantonese, it's a dialect of Chinese. For any of you who are not Chinese listeners here and want a bit of education, um, it is spoken by the vast majority of people. Hong Kongers, um, this is the, the majority language that is spoken. Um, English, however, is one of Hong Kong's official languages, um, but it's not the preferred language among many of its residents, it seems. Um, if you'd like to obviously know more about Hong Kong culture, you can dig into this online. And um, really, it's fascinating when you understand the history here and the heritage and everything else. Um, clearly, um, the, the language itself, if you do business in Mandarin, it will be advantageous to you in many ways. Um, particularly because of the, the way things are developing there. Um, but, you know, from the point of view of anybody in Hong Kong listening to this who's looking to leave, and many of you are going to the UK clearly because of the, the easy, easier route of doing that, uh, particularly if you have access to the passport option there. Um, I'm coaching lots of students at the moment who are trying to make that jump out of Hong Kong and going to seek a whole new way of life over in the UK. So let's talk about um, the challenges that you will be facing. And even if you're not in Hong Kong, maybe you're one of my lovely Chinese students. So hello to you as well there. Um, you know, what we want to do here is help you understand some of the challenges that you might be facing, why that is happening, because clearly in order to fix these problems, in order to improve pronunciation issues. Um, we have to understand what is causing it in the first place. Now, I have a question for you. Um, do you find that really you are frustrated by your lack of progress? So for example, um, when we look at how you feel about your English, are you feeling that you are still limited? Um, for many people, this can be a challenge um, because what is happening is that you would just carrying on going around in the same pattern. You're using the same speech patterns. You're not making any progress. And the reason partly for that is because you are not incorporating any new language or hearing and then trying to use it in your day-to-day -day experience. Now, clearly, when you listen to podcasts like this, you have a divine opportunity, right? Okay. Um, you, can, you can listen up here, make some notes, and then pick some of the words I'm using and then try to use them again yourself. Um, in your own conversations during the course of the day. Now, clearly, we have a challenge for anybody in the Asian countries. You're not living in a country where English is widely spoken around, as you've just said, um, no matter which country you're in here. So you do have to make time in your day to really concentrate on putting that practice in yourself. If you can't do it with a coach like mine, myself, 
Um, there are many other coaches out there. You can check out Preply. Uh, link is down below to give you some uh, nice little options and discounts potentially with them. Um, you can also find lots of free online groups, but they are debatable as to how effective they are. Consistency is important. So like with my students, I say at least one 60-minute session a week with me, preferably two, but one will be good. Um, and you want to be doing loads outside of your session too. So let's get into the top six English pronunciation errors made by native Chinese speakers, okay? So clearly, um, we've got a wide variety of dialects here, um, but the languages, when, we, when it comes down to it, um, Chinese ESL students, you're facing several hurdles, um, but I'm going to focus on the top five commonest ones I come across. So these are tone and intonation, okay? Consonant clusters, a bit like my arrogant students, um, and the words ending in consonants such as R and V sounds, vowel confusion, and the L and N confusion as well. So let's kick off with the tone and intonation. It is one that is not disrespected to Chinese speakers. Okay. So look, Chinese uses the, uh, the logographic system for its written language. Okay. And of course, as you know, if you're Chinese, and if you don't, then you're going to get an education here. This means that the character, each character represents a word or phrase. So furthermore, Chinese is a tone language. So your pitch can change the absolute meaning of a word. Okay? English, by comparison, uses the alphabetic writing system. So consonants and vowels are used to create the individual words. Um, and English um, is an intonation language. Okay, So there's a slight difference. There's no individual tone for a specific word, rather. But your tone and pitch and how that is used over the, the entire sentence changes its meaning and the emotion expressed. For example, if I said, um, I don't know, let, let's think of this. That T-shirt looks nice. Okay, now if I said that, that, that T-shirt looks nice, you'd probably think that's a compliment, right? You'd think I was being pleasant. But if I went, oh, that T-shirt looks nice. Mm, okay, I'm being kind of sarcastic, a bit facetious. I probably mean the opposite of what I'm saying. So you can hear how the tone of my voice, okay, the intonation behind it changes it and the pitch as well. Okay, so that does change it. So there's no individual tone for specific word, but rather my entire tone and pitch there used over the entire sentence changes its meaning. So it's slightly more complicated in that respect. Now, the biggest challenge you have as a Chinese ESL student or client is this. You know, your ears are finely tuned. Um, so tone, you, sorry, you're tuned into the tone, okay? It's obviously your native language. So learning proper English language intonation is kind of straightforward once, once you understand the way intonation affects what's being communicated. So if, what, if I said something like this, you know, yeah, that's right. That's correct. Okay, right. Then I'm making a statement. But if I go, yeah, that's right, okay, that's me being sarcastic, okay? And if I said something like, yeah, that's right, you see here I went up there, yeah, that's right, I'm questioning you. I'm saying, is that correct? Okay, so you listen to that again. If I go, yeah, that's right, the, the tone and the intonation there and the inflection is flat. Yeah, that's right. It's just a flat out statement. Um, if I say, yeah, that's right, Okay, look where I place the stress there. Yeah, that's right. Okay, sarcasm. I'm kind of not meaning it's right. I'm disagreeing with you. Um, and if I go, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's right. I go up. Listen, right? I go up instead of, yeah, that's right. 
flat. So when I go up, yeah, that's right. I'm questioning things. Now, just a quick word on inflection up while we're at it. If you're in an interview, sometimes when we're nervous, we tend to inflect up all the time. Inflect up, inflect up. And unfortunately, that makes it sound like when you're giving answers to your interview questions that you're not sure of yourself. So if they tell, if they say, tell me about the time when you, you, know, you made a great impact in your team, you might go, well, I, I think I'm, I'm uh, an exceptional team leader. Right, you see what I've done? I've gone up because you're nervous. And if you're nervous, you go up. So it makes you sound like I'm not too sure if I am an exceptional team leader. Okay. So you've got to be very careful where you place your inflection and be aware that stress or anxiety can equally affect that quite, quite well, actually. Okay. So watch out for that one. So consonant clusters and words ending with consonants. Let's move on to the next one. Right. Clearly, consonant clusters do not exist in Chinese. On top of these, um, these sounds, many consonant clusters in English contain really challenging R or L sounds. Okay. So things like the TR, the DR, PL, the CL, the FR, the FL, and the PR combination. So tr, dr, pl, pl, pr, pl, and pr. Okay, so let me give you some examples of where things become difficult. And what you tend to do, my lovely Chinese students here, is you often add vowel sounds between the consonant clusters. And you sometimes even substitute consonant sounds that are easier um, for you to say understandably but of course it does cause huge issues of being understood at times so drape for example as in drape the tablecloth over the table to drape something means to just you know spread it over and so it hangs over the edges of something to drape something um becomes delape delape okay so you can hear what's happening there we're, we're switching the dr sound for uh, il sound okay french if somebody said i work with French clients, okay, it actually becomes Falench, Falench clients, Falench clients, all right, which is obviously incorrect. We want French, okay. Sometimes you also omit the sounds altogether. So words, I often hear becoming words. My words are not clear, okay. Now my words are not clear. So the z sound, okay, the d, the z, words, okay. Cluster. Cluster is a common uh, problem because it becomes cusser, okay? Now, a cusser is someone who swears a lot, all right? So um, you really don't want to be a cusser, that's for sure. You want to be talking about your consonant clusters, okay? So words ending in consonants are also hard to find in the Chinese language. Um, the only exceptions really are those ending in the N or the NG, okay? Now, um, many... Chinese students are pronouncing your English words ending in consonant sounds with either an AH, an A sound, or an EU, U vowel sound at the end. Um, or you can omit the final consonant sound entirely. This is a problem. So and becomes like and you, and you, and you. Kind, you, what you're doing, you're adding on, you're going kinder, kinder. Yeah. Now, sometimes we do say kinder. Um, native english speakers will if we are being very lazy with our speech or running things together we'll say well it's kind of right sort of right okay so that one's not so much of a problem but you know if you want to sound formal you don't want to be saying kinder i just want that's kind of you not that's kinder kind of you hmm. okay card so sending you a birthday card becomes car 
I'm going to send you a car for your birthday. That could be nice, right? Okay, you can see how big mistakes can happen there. It's like a card, which doesn't cost a lot, suddenly becomes a very expensive car, maybe, all right? Okay, and change becomes chain, okay? So I don't have any chain on me at the moment. What are we talking about? You know, in a shop, I don't have a chain on me. Change, changer, okay? These constant clusters and these kind of final ending constant sounds are very new for many Chinese students. Um, and really, it's not surprising that then your pronunciation suffers with substitutions and missions. Um, they can be corrected. That's the good news with really careful practice and attention to the word pronunciation. So in that, I mean, look, you've got to take time. You have to work this out. Sound out the individual sounds within English words and learning the proper mechanics for producing the unfamiliar sound and creating word lists and tongue twitters to practice aloud. That's what I do a lot of in my sessions. If you want to experience that with me, please book a 30-minute session. I'll be delighted to help you. Um, also, the R and the V sounds. Let's just move on to that. So two consonant sounds, they don't exist in Chinese. And when you think about it, the reason for these problems is because if they don't exist in Chinese, that's the reason why it's unusually hard for you to form the R and B sounds. I mean, how can you possibly start to form something that doesn't exist as far as you're aware and you're learning? So these are new novel experiences. And what I'd like you to think about is that there's nothing you can relate this to because you don't have this sound. So you've almost got to get used to this brand new sound and really work on it. So some big areas, okay, that we all know about, the other familiar ones, but let's just talk about it really, okay, becomes like we're we, we're we, okay. Very becomes wewe, rice becomes lice, okay, love becomes lub, and dark becomes dock, okay. So we've really got to focus on these because the R and the V sounds are probably the main area I'd like you to focus on first, and I always do with my Chinese students. So more of that focus sound production is called for, okay, here. You really want to work hard on these sounds, the R and the V sounds. Practice, practice, practice until you're sick of it, really. Um, but 10 minutes a day should be enough. And really practice opening your mouth wider. because This is a big thing that also squashes the sound. Record yourself and listen to yourself back. Hear how you sound and watch where you were doing these errors with the R and the V. If you do that for 28 days consistently, every single day for 10 minutes, you will, I guarantee you, see improvement. I am it's impossible not to as long as you're doing the practice in the right way because we are creating a new muscle memory that is linked to neural pathways in your brain by practicing the math mechanics and getting you to repeat this and then we're making a new neural pathway in your head for this particular math mechanic and that sound as well at the same time okay try to practice it with somebody who can correct you as you're going as well this is what i do in my sessions so that we can really get you kicking that into touch okay and that's a nice idiom kicking it into touch means just send it out of play we don't want that turning up anymore for you right okay also another issue is vowel confusion uh the two commonest vowel sounds that you confuse if you're a chinese speaker are the english ih and the eh vowel sounds so um ih gets mixed up with um the e sound so knit becomes neat okay bit becomes beat Okay, and this can be a problem. Um, the et sound is confused with an eh sound. So it's like bed becomes bad. Okay, set becomes sat. 
and this can be a problem okay a big big problem because it's like i'm going to bad now i'm going to bad now no, you're going to bed now okay so there is a very subtle difference between these english vowel sounds um, and sometimes you'll find even you know native speakers like myself we mispronounce them it happens okay we are all human i'm not saying we have to be perfect here but these are the ones that many of you are messaging and asking for my assistance to speak about in my podcast like which are the main ones i need to focus on if i'm a chinese speaker these are the ones okay the l and the n sound confusion now <clears throat> when when we say it this way the n sound um, does exist at least in chinese but sadly the l sound does not so uh, double L sounds are really difficult for many of my Chinese students to get the hang of. Nice expression, right? To get the hang of, to understand the master. So we often see you substituting an N sound for the L sound. Okay, I know, strange but true. So foil, to foil a plot, right? That means to disrupt a plot, to stop it from happening, becomes foin, foin, okay? Fault becomes font. Okay, that's a big confusion. And fall becomes fawn. All right, so a fall, you fall over, you hurt yourself. A fawn is like a baby deer, right? Okay, this is a big difference between falling and baby deers. So we've got to make sure that the L and the N sounds are worked on too. Same way as the R and the V. Practice, 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 and get feedback on that. If you can't, then coach yourself. Look at yourself doing it in the mirror. I'd like you to use the mirror as your friend. And also record yourself as well. I want you to concentrate on your mouth. Where is the pronunciation going? And listen to yourself back. 10 minutes every day for 28 days, you will see a dramatic improvement. Now, when we talk about practicing in front of the mirror, um, I would like you to try and really practice the L sound. Um, the N sound is, is really an effort to get to the L sound. But what we got to do is lose a lot of this vibration that goes so look in the mirror if you can try and look in the mirror at the moment or in your cell phone if you want to if, if you don't mind doing this in the middle of your busy commute or what have you this could be interesting get some funny looks right look in the mirror of your cell phone and while you're making the sound for the l sound tighten the sides of your tongue away from your upper teeth okay and it might be a bit difficult, but stick your tongue out in a point, then, then bring it back to the roof of your mouth, just behind your top front teeth, okay? It's better to do this on a webcam, clearly, so I suggest you get yourself a 30-minute session with you. You can do this together. It looks funny, but we will help you fix this, okay? Because you absolutely um, need to work this out, okay? You've got to learn that L sound to be successful in saying many words in English. Um, so really, you can hear there are a number of pronunciation errors caused by the fact that clearly it's just that those English sounds are very new to you. Don't worry about that, okay? I want you to realize how easy it is to fix these once you work in the right way with the right people to do that. Um, learning how to make those unfamiliar sounds is the key to the problem. You've got to think about your mouth, your lips, your tongue, your vocal cords, breathing, okay? All parts of an instrument that you're learning to get the hold of right to, to work out how you're going to play this new instrument and when you get really technical about sounds to correct the pronunciation errors by practice and communicating regularly each day even if it's just that loud to yourself you will see progress i guarantee you okay it might seem difficult but hopefully these tips have keyed you in to the areas that you should focus upon first which is going to help you make the biggest impact because you know remember this I understand 
uh, how frustrating it is. You want to sound better like yesterday, right? Okay, you don't, you don't want to be spending hours and weeks and years trying to feel better. Now, the sad news is, is that there's no quick fix to this. You do need to take a bit of time, but 28 days, I think, is still kind of fast. And if you can give me 10 minutes every day, putting into practice some of these things I've discussed with you there, then you are going to see a difference, okay? I can absolutely guarantee you that. The other thing I recommend you do is get used to doing a lot of tongue twisters. Try to challenge yourself um, to really give yourself a sense of, okay, right, I'm just going to blast this today and I'm going to do this tongue twister and really record yourself, look at yourself in the mirror while you're doing this and you're going to find that you'll feel better and the faster you can go and the clearer you can get it, the better. Now, a great tongue twister here for the N and the L sounds are these. All right, you ready for this? Nighty night, night, said one night to the other night, the other night. Nighty night, night, answered the other night, the other night. Okay, so that's kind of easy to do, but it sounds easier than it is. Also, another one very short is lonely lowland llamas are ladylike. Lonely lowland llamas are ladylike. I will put that in the description down below. There's loads of them you can find on engu.com. And to be honest with you, you're sport for choice on Engu with a lot of these free little uh, tips and tricks there with regards to tongue twisters you can use to do these combinations. So you've got no reason now to say you don't know what you're doing to improve your English if you're a Chinese speaker. OK, so I hope this has been really helpful. If you've got any other questions, please message me on Telegram. That's the much fastest way to reach me. Also, you can message into the podcast and just leave me a voice message now, all right? And I will be happy to deal with that question for you, or perhaps even if you've got a suggestion for a useful, a useful subject that we could share with the rest of the listeners here, and thank you for listening and subscribing, then do feel free to bring it in. Also, join my academy if you want online support 24-7. You don't need to wait for a session with me. It's packed full of resources for OET, IELTS, audios you don't find here, so much more, confidence tips, um, relaxation audios, a lot of information and support is on there. Also, a job platform. So if you're looking to get yourself um, working for an international employer, that is the place for you to also check out. Sign up to my newsletter. Don't forget to subscribe also on YouTube because you can see me on there too if you wish to actually see me. And ultimately, keep going. Never forget, you're only limited by what you believe you can do. So just keep on going. Stay safe and I'll see you soon. Hello everybody, and sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to mention a few things that can help you, alright? So I want to help as many of you as possible. You can get a free 30-minute check of your English level, your OET, IELTS, or any other things that you're trying to achieve here with me. If you're trying to pass your interviews, maybe you're attempting to get a job overseas, you would like to know how you're sounding and what a native speaker really would say about your responses in an interview or an IELTS or OET test, for example. Um, check out that at eslbusinessenglishexperts.com. If you're looking more for career and immigration coaching, would like to discuss your plans, then you can hit me up over at initial-impact.com. But both of those sites, the links take you to the same end result, which is a booking page for 30 minutes free of charge to book your session, time and date you pick on Zoom. Also, if you're doing IELTS and OET and you would like help with your written or speaking tasks too, and you don't or can't have time to book a session with me in person on a live call, which again, I can do. You can get live one-to-one -one coaching on Zoom anytime you like. But if it's hard for you, then take advantage of my IELTS and OET written and spoken task service. 
which means that you buy credits, 10 credits, 10 tasks, and you can submit your spoken audio files to me for critique and review, and then I will respond within 36 hours with a full review of your transcript and to tell you where you sounded good, where it fell down, and the corrections, okay? Um, for your written IELTS and OET, again, you can select all the tasks on my booking site, which the links are all, uh, all available. You can just go to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com. You can find all of these services there and follow the links. And what you'll be able to do is get a response from me within 36 hours with correction of your written task. And then you get a chance to do it again with the corrections I've suggested. And I will also expand and give some of the native phrases you might like to consider. So you're going to find out how to make yourself sound better, to hit the magical number um, that you need to get for word count, pass and get the higher grade, and also how to expand your sentences and create essays because many students are struggling to know even how to, to create an academic layout of an essay. Um, you're going to fall down there too. When it comes to OET, it's slightly different, but the same process applies. We look at how you structure those referral letters and how you write the client and the patient notes. Okay, So it's very specific, depending on whether it's OET or IELTS. Um, I do it all. Me and my team, we are here to help you. Okay, So don't hesitate to reach out. And of course, please, 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 if you'd like to purchase any books, then you can get that from the bookstore links. Again, you'll find those all on the site. So good luck, everybody, and hope to help you soon.